The Kindness Podcast is made possible by Cornwell Properties in Athens, Ohio. Cornwell Properties offers Ohio University students the best locations to live in Athens. All of their apartments are either on Court Street or within one block. Cornwell Properties. Location matters. Visit their website, cornwellpropertiesathens.com, for more information. Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Understanding yourself and your value to others is just part of the recipe for being kind. In an effort to help us wrap our minds around this, Nick Haynes created the Vitality Test to create a change in the world with kindness that is sustainable, inclusive, and magnetic. Nick, you say that kindness drives everything you do. Has it always been that way? Um, well, sometimes I feel a, a, a little bit um, that, that, like that isn't 100% the truth. Because uh, my big purpose in life is that I want everybody in the world to have someone that's there for them. Mm. That's what drives me. Um, and I've just found that kindness is the best way to create a world where everybody is actually there for each other. So it's a grand plan that I want everyone in the world to have someone that's there for them. And I think kindness is, is a pretty good way to achieve that. So you're joining us today from the UK. Did you grow up in the UK? Yes, I was. Uh, I was born in Cambridge, then lived in Edinburgh, then lived in London, then went out to Los Angeles, and then ended up in Nottingham, the land, land of Robin Hood. Robin Hood. <laughs> Would you say that there was a time when you felt like there wasn't anyone to pay attention to you or to love you or to be kind to you? Is that where this mission has come from? Yeah, I think we're often driven by kind of early experiences. And when I was uh, five, my mother was very poorly and uh, I was a f- one of five children. And for a year and a bit, we were farmed, uh, fostered around uh, different families, staying for just long enough to start to feel comfortable before you were moved on to another family. And I saw incredible acts of kindness uh, at those moments. And I recognized the difference it made to a five-year-old to experience that. Um, uh, and it kind of set me on that path of what would it look like if someone was really alone and someone else was there for them. So I experienced the wonder of that. And I was very blessed to do that at a time when I was terrified as a five-year-old, constantly moving around. Nick, I don't know. I've never really shared this on the podcast before, but I was primarily raised by a father from the time I from eighth grade on through. And um, I remember as um, a student being a student of the world and of other families. And so I would watch what other moms did for their daughters, you know, okay, and Mm. I would make a mental note, make sure you bring cupcakes and fancy napkins when it's your daughter's birthday. Um, You know, just when all of the kids come over to your house, make sure you have really fun juice boxes, you know, just silly things like this. I'm wondering if as a five-year-old, you were also a student of these families. Yes, I think there were there were a number of things going on that came from that. One is I became hyper vigilant. I just started watching everything to try and observe what was going on, Um, uh, because you've got to do that if you want to fit in very quickly. So I think I was doing that. Um, The other thing was, yeah, I was observing how families work and how I fitted into it. Then I think the set. So the second thing I had is my conclusion as a five year old why I was 
in these different families and why I was moved around. My conclusion as a five-year-old was that I had no value. I wasn't wanted. And that's why I was being moved around, um, which is kind of, it's an unreasonable assumption. It's a reasonable logic to come up with as a five-year-old. Yes. That actually, you don't have any value. You're not. I knew I was fairly good as a person because I, I'm, I, yeah, I, I, I do being good well. But I was something about me not having any value. And that's why I was moved around. So I spent kind of all my life really working out how do we recognize our value? How do we build our confidence? How do we create a place for ourselves that's very treasured and very, very special? And again, that's where that kind of whole kindness comes comes into it, because that's being kind. Often we have very low or I found that often people have very low sense of self-worth and and their behavior reflects that as in they're not kind to themselves. So I really spent my whole working life saying what makes us special, what makes us each individual and valuable. And this started um, in Los Angeles as you worked with someone who helped you understand Eastern medicine. Is that true? Yes, I was at I was at um, at an acupuncture college, um, and I was doing some research, and I had to study some of the theory. And there was this model of the five elements or five energies, and it was like I just suddenly you've seen the film The Matrix, mm-hmm. um, what it was like I could suddenly see the code, I could suddenly see the world. These energies were really meant to be about how it affects our health, but I could see how it affects our relationships, how it affects what we do, how we show up, and most importantly, what makes us breathtakingly special. Um, And I've kind of used those the whole time to try and help people understand what, what is absolutely special about them, because that stuff is just, as you're doing now, as you're doing now, you are so breathtakingly brilliant at having a a conversation I've immediately feel comfortable for with you but is it I it's easy um for you I assume <laughs> um and therefore perhaps you would dismiss it as ordinary mm-hmm. uh so it's really I use the analogy of a butterfly people are these butterflies and they look down and they see kind of slightly fat and slightly hairy and everyone else just sees something breathtakingly special but you don't you don't ever see that so a lot of my work at the Five Institute and the Vitality Test is is getting people just to recognize that that specialness and that brilliance. And then from that place, it's much, much easier to be kind to yourself because you value yourself, you love yourself, you appreciate yourself. You know when you make mistakes, where it comes from, you know what your challenges are. And you're also it's easier to be kinder to other people because you get where they come from. So it's that dance of understanding ourselves and kindness. Nick, can I use that butterfly analogy in the future oh. with people? It's just amazing. I've never thought about that before, what the butterfly yeah. sees and what other people see. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. My my, my pleasure. Um, and then I'll tell <laughs> them, learn about the, yeah, learn about the Five Institute, I'll tell them, and, you know, the vital- yeah. vitality test. So then it'll all be full circle, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, there's plenty. My view is uh, God gave us a world full of plenty. It's just a matter of us recognizing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I took the vitality test. Ah. And yes, and um, I'm wondering, 
What inspired you to create that particular test? Because it seems like it would be incredibly difficult to figure out the 37 questions you're going to ask in order to channel people into their strengths. Yeah, it well, it wasn't too bad. It took me probably, I don't know, 35 years. So <laughs> re- re- reasonable amount of time. Thousands. And, and my friends, they... They just got tired of taking the, the, yeah. the vitality test because I would tweak a word here and I would tweak it just until we got it's um, the best the best we could have in the shortest number of questions. And then I did all this work and then I turned around to everyone and said, uh, and we set up the software and we did everything and wrote the big reports and did all this work. And then we turned around to everyone and said, oh, uh, I forgot to mention it's going to be free. No. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, that's, I, I firmly believe that if we understand our energy type and where we come from, we will fundamentally have an ability to, like I say, change the relationship with ourselves and the relationship with other people. So it's free. It will always be free. There are no catches. There's no little report and then you pay for something more. For free, you get the whole they get the whole caboodle. It's interesting you would say that because I I took the test specifically because I wanted to know where the catch was. Isn't that terrible of me that I didn't trust <laughs> that you would just do something kind for the sake of doing something kind? I was waiting for it. So yeah. I am, uh, let's see, I'm 30% wood and yep. I'm 25% fire. And then everything else falls in the teen. The water, the metal, and the earth fall in the teens for me. So what does that tell people about me or what would that tell myself about me that I could use for kindness in the future? Okay. Um, Well, what the wood energy is about, that's about uh, innovation, creation. It's about challenging things. It's about taking a stand against injustice. But there's every energy has this big question. The big question for wood energy is, am I free? Are we free? So freedom is important. Mm -hmm. So... To be kind to yourself, don't trap yourself in something that you can't escape. Mm. Uh, be other people to be kind to you. Don't keep pushing you because wood energy types can be really, it's like a piece of wood. It can bend and relax and it can bend and flex and be fine until the point it can bend no more and then it snaps. <laughs> and suddenly, <laughs> it, and, and when it snapped, you can't go back together again. So you understanding yourself is when you snap, it's not because you're a bad person and you've suddenly lost it. It's because you probably were forced to bend or you cho- chose to bend too much and that would create a, a snap. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you restrict your freedom or you get... So to be kind to yourself, you, you wouldn't do that. Then then the fire energy is the, there's the warmth, the passion, the conversation, the ability to feel and be emotional and um, et cetera. And that is what makes you really good at the stuff you do, the ability to communicate, to share from the heart. The, the challenge is the heart is very sensitive. You care about what people think about you um, and you feel things intensely. Mm-hmm. So how would you be kind to yourself to create a situation where you learned to um, you learned to to kind of recognize that you are lovable and you are valuable and and that you are deeply loved because the big question for fire energy is am I loved mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And they spend their whole time trying to search for, am I loved? Uh, and imagine if you just actually spent an awful lot of time loving yourself, then you don't need to find it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's those, it's very quick. Those are the sorts of levels of understanding you want to get. So your partner or friends would, it'd be good if they said, you know, we love you. We love what you do. We'll get back to our conversation with Nick in a moment, but first, today's Kindness Call, sponsored by Cornwell Properties, where location matters. Hello, this is Andrea Tice from Hotspurs, Iowa. I just wanted to take a moment and share the story about our super kind sales associate we had the other day when my daughter and I went shopping. Now, I am not a shopper, no way, no how. I just do not like it, let alone going clothes shopping for my daughter, who is tall. On this particular trip, we were on the hunt for jeans. I had totally prepared myself for the tears, cussing, frustration, and crabby mood because jeans are never long enough. So we walked into the buckle ready for the battle. We get passed from one sales associate to another to another. Yes, three. Aren't we off to a great start? Well, sales associate number three was actually a godsend. Katie helped my daughter round up three pairs of jeans to try on, took us both over to the fitting room, gives my daughter a room and me a seat right outside the dressing room, and I never had to get up again. While my daughter was trying on the jeans, Katie ran her butt off gathering jean after jean in the longest length she could find, and in the right color, of course, in my daughter's size from all over the store. My daughter probably tried on eight to ten different pairs. Not one tear, not one curse word, no frustration, no crabby mood, and there were actually smiles and laughter, all due to Katie's positive, uplifting attitude and infectious mood. That day, watching my daughter actually enjoy shopping for jeans was such a blessing. She walked out of the store with three new pairs of jeans that even touched the ground when she has her shoes on. I walked out with a happy mom heart, the best gift ever, and Katie was tipped very nicely for being the most amazing sales associate we have ever had. Thank you. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now, back to the show. I have, you know, people who say nice things about what I do or, you know, oh, we really enjoyed this podcast. We really enjoyed that writing. And I so appreciate those comments from people and knowing that the the words matter. But it wasn't until my husband said, hey, you're really good at what you do, that I felt like I was able to blossom. It was kind of like I held everything in until I had him saying, you're on the right path. You know, it's strange to me that it would be one person that that would be able to kind of release that in me. Yeah, it's interesting. It'd be interesting to look at your husband's profile because sometimes we have another, we, we connect or marry or are friends with people that either, that balance us out and they create that truth for us, that knowing. He for um, sure, yes. Uh, and it's, it's no coincidence we bump into these people. They, they make us feel more whole in the same way as you make him feel more whole. Um, 
I'm going to make uh, him take this test. Then we'll know, right? <laughs> that, that, uh, that's your wood energy. I'm going to make him take this test. <laughs> I've, I've got an idea. <laughs> this is what you're going to do. <laughs> that's right. Everyone listen to me and everything will be just fine. <laughs> Tell me about your work at the Five Institute. What is that? Yeah. Um, so fundamentally what we do, with the center of it sits kindness, the vitality test. And then what we do is we support other organizations or other um, groups that would that are doing work that we believe is is right. So with someone like yourself, it would be recognizing you're in the field of kindness. We're supporting each other. Um, what could we do to help you? And that might be helping you feel more comfortable being you or it could be looking at the dynamic of a team that you're building to expand outwards. So we tie up with people we care about and do things for them to support them with our unique um, way of looking at things. Um, so, for example, um, so we do that with groups and we also then do work for people individually. Uh, we have lots of free content. We have lots of little we call them quests, these little things that they go on of exploration. And we're just about to start one, an exploration of kindness. How can we be more kind to each other, ourselves? Mm -hmm. And that ties in with the vitality test. So we're about to start that. Um, and then with we also have kind of the big world mission of uh, creating a world that's inclusive and kind and considerate. And so I'm part of a group called the Changemakers. And um, we have this thing called No More Boxes. And we've just, Runa and I, part of the change maker, just written a book exploring how we put each other into boxes. Men are like this. Women are like this. Teenagers are like this. Old people are like this. And as soon as you do that, you create division and a very unkind space. So we're doing things like supporting that no more boxes movement. Um, we also help things. We've got some local movements, something called Light Up Lives, where we go into local communities and find ways to spread kindness and get them to understand themselves. So we're playing at a global level and a local level. And anybody that wants to, to <laughs> sounds a bit weird, anyone that wants to play with us. Yeah, play in along. The same space that we operate. Mm -hmm. Great. How have you seen the conversation about kindness change over the last few decades? Um, there's, I, I think, first of all, we, I've seen the conversation grow. So uh, a few years ago, it, it, kindness was, there was a lot of conversations around love. Mm -hmm. And then kindness kind of moved into the, 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 the consciousness of people. And, and now we see that, see that everywhere. And one of my challenges with the way that we've seen it every, appearing everywhere is it's usually expressed in terms of acts of kindness. So random acts of kindness, uh, doing kind things for other people. The media it picks up on it and says, oh, your kindness is wonderful. Look, this person was really kind to someone else. Mm -hmm. And that, as a conversation, is actually very, very problematic. Because what happens is if we're encouraged, or we are increasingly kind to other people, and we are not increasingly kind to ourselves, then a gap appears between those two things. And we are kind in the outside world, and then we don't eat the right food, we don't exercise, we don't look after ourselves, but yet we're doing all these things to other people. 
And because that gap starts to open up in in gaps, things start to appear. So we might start to appear, think of ourselves as a fraud or or we can't maintain that external kindness for long. And then we snap back and then so um, so I've seen the movement go towards external acts of kindness. And we very much focus on internal acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. We have something called your kind set. Uh, which is like your mindset, but it's, a, it's to do with kindness, your kind set. And your kind set, we help people to try and develop and ask the qu three questions. Is this kind to me? Is this kind to someone else? And is this kind to the planet? And that is sometimes really difficult to achieve, but asking those questions from that three-pronged perspective has a different dynamic to kindness. So we're really working in that sort of space. Before I let you go, Nick, would you share how you feel like kindness or, you know, perhaps this internal kindness has changed you and changed the dynamic of your family? Yeah. Um, I, th I think it, I think there are three main things. The first one is it, it, it changed the way I look after myself. It changed the way... Um, I, I take exercise the way I eat, the way I, I cherish myself because if I, I'm coming from a place of kindness and kindness doesn't mean you miss meals or you don't take exercise or you push your body till it's almost broken. That is not kind. So how I treat myself, it's, it's changed. Um, it's also changed my world because we had a lot of internal family bereavements, losing people very quickly, my sister's. Um, and it was it, it was in, seeing our family come together to a place of extreme kindness was, I think, the only way that we kind of got through it. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third way I think it's changed my life is I get to speak to people like you. Um, I get to go to the United Nations and talk about kindness. I get to do no more boxes. I get to do light up lives. I get to to do the things that really matter because I call myself a kindness ambassador. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it fills to me, it, it fills me up as, as I get to be a part of some of those sorts of things as well. I imagine you feel the same thing that there's this intense yeah. joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, I think it's what, yeah, it's just what, what this life is, is about for me. Um, and it, yeah, it's, 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 it, it, yeah, it fills me up. I think that's a beautiful way to say it. Nick, thank you so much for talking with me today on the Kindness Podcast. I could talk to you all day long. This is just precious, precious time. Oh, bless you. And thank you so much for having me and for being such a, yeah, wonderful, wonderful host. That was a conversation with Nick Haynes. Find out more about what Nick is doing and take the vitality test by visiting fiveinstitute.com. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Chloe Meston. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. <laughs>